Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Corporate, hosted by Maria and Elise. Each week, we bring you our tales and perspectives on trending topics around work in corporate America, because life can often truly be stranger than fiction. Be sure to share Tales from Corporate. Listen, download, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This week's tale is about invisible figures. So we all have them, people who are not necessarily the big wigs at the top. They're not the executives. They're what we call the everyday people who often get overlooked. And we're here to say, maybe we can take a few beats to acknowledge and respect the folks that are in the unrecognized and relatively unappreciated class of folks at corporate. Shout out to all of the folks who don't feel like they are at the top of the totem pole yet are super influential and be knowing the tea and the tales. Let's see. The parking attendants out here in LA. Some buildings have actual people who operate the elevators still. You've got your security guards. You have your custodial engineer, AKA facilities. You've got your mailroom people who I absolutely adore. And you also have your admin assist and executive assist. And sometimes people think that, I don't know, they're just ignorant as to the power that these people sometimes have or the knowledge that they have about what's really going on, the undercurrent in the workplace. A lot of times they know things, AKA the T, that only the executives or people on the grassroots level actually know. I mean, they're power brokers in their own way. That's the term, power brokers. The gatekeepers, there's a lot of different, it's often you hear these people, those people. Let me tell you something. I don't even know if I've ever told you the story, Elise, but when I was in college or just shortly thereafter, I had temped as the global receptionist for a consulting firm, a pretty big consulting firm. And the person must have hated me or like really resented that they found a contractor for that role. I'm not really sure, but she wasn't trying to train me. And the switchboard was decently complicated. And anybody who knows me knows I would make a terrible admin assistant, just terrible. I was like hanging up on calls <laughs> and just making a mess. And I tried to take the job seriously, but it gave me at an early age, I think a very valuable thing, which is even though someone may not be the big cheese, the big boss, that doesn't mean that they don't have a very respectable job or they're not a power broker. I love that term in a certain respect. I, I don't know if it seems condescending or what, but I truly take time to acknowledge any admin assistant I'm working with. Like, uh, you don't know how much I appreciate that you're doing this for me, that you're setting up this meeting, what have you, because like everyone, they have work. However, they are such unsung heroes. People are regularly condescending and nasty to them. They are constantly asked to do things that are way outside their job role, 
both personal, professional. They're often asked to work nights and weekends on the low, low. And many of them never talk about this. They never complain. There's so many reasons why they have to do this to support themselves, support them, their family. And yet they are holding it together. I mean, really think about it. Where would we be if, and I think I mentioned this before in another episode, where would we be if all the EAs, the AAs, the executive assistants, the admin assistants, where would we be if they weren't there to figure out who schedule aligns with who, to figure out all these bloody time zones and how we're going to work? And before, especially when we're in the office, the conference rooms. I mean, that was another set of nightmare, but I won't, <laughs> I digress. Besides the logistics, many of these people, front desk people, custodial engineers, as you put it, they're in the know. You want to talk about tales? Stop and strike up conversations, but get to know them. If they do a great job for you, think about sending their manager a note and say that because so many times I meet someone who is incredibly good at his job. I know there's this one gentleman who worked for the building services facilities and man, he barely knew he was there. Just exceptional at his job and the nicest of guys. And I thought to myself, he's a regular on many of the floors. I, I hope that company knows that if they lose him, like there's going to be so many people who would be so discombobulated and so angry because they're taking for granted that we have such high caliber help. But besides that, I know not everybody can relate to this, but folks who work help desk, those folks be knowing. You want to know, <laughs> you want to know who's messy on their desktop, who's completely disorganized, who maybe doesn't actually know what they're doing. Think about it. Everyone at some point or another is going to need to call IT, help desk, tech support, whatever you call it in your organization. So those guys and gals, they interface with pretty much everybody. And so they know who's fake. <laughs> they know who, despite their title, is truly that kind of people person who has respect no matter what the person who they're talking to's title is. Like, how often do we hear about people who kiss up and spit down? It's unfortunate because you're going to miss out on, and, and we're kidding, half kidding, that they know all the tea and the tales. And while that oftentimes is true, could they have institutional knowledge. They have people knowledge. They get a sense of dynamics, get a sense of things that are unsaid. They are sometimes invisible when it comes to credit, when it comes to big bonuses. But nonetheless, I just wanted to take um, time. I'm glad we're doing this episode to kind of advocate for them and advocate for having respect for them and the role that they play in organizations. Well, to my brethren at the help desk who don't want to be there, <laughs> I salute you because, you know, I have very mixed feelings about the help desk and you are correct, Maria, that they are aware of a lot of intricacies about different employees from the rank and file all the way up to the C-suite, what kind of individuals they are, whether they're nice or condescending or rude, etc. I feel for my people because a lot of the people on the help desk are really intelligent and gifted. And unfortunately, many people of color get stuck on the help desk. They get relegated there instead of being in development 
instead of being in DevOps, but that's another story. For this though, I will say to you, Maria, that they do have all the tea <laughs> because I know like there's been times when I found out from these quote unquote invisible figures, oh, when there's been special meetings on the weekends, when you know something is coming on the pipe, these are all those soft conversations in passing, whether it be the bathroom attendant, uh, you have these conversations and you find out that so-and-so met with so-and-so? What? And there was a, that you ordered food on the weekend? What? And there were some decisions made and you get a whiff from the person that there was a, the subject matter of the meeting was pretty serious. You find out that tea from them. You would never know because you're not in the office on the weekend unless you were at that meeting. But a lot of times you'll find out about something that happened clandestine that was either in the early morning, the weekend, or late at night. And they know. And if you don't know the name of the person who takes out in your trash at your desk, cleans the bathroom every few hours to make sure that it's spotless for the employees, you don't know the person who you swipe your card to get into the parking garage, or as they say in LA, right, the parking structure. <laughs> All these people have names, and you should be on a first name or last name basis with them. The security guards, they can tell you some realty. And I've actually, on more than one occasion, found out about the early signs or the flags of something major happening with a reorg due to having conversations or being on speaking terms, even casually with these individuals. What do you think, Maria? Oh my goodness. I haven't thought about this for years, but as you say that, one day I'm coming back from lunch and I pass as one of the security guards, really sweet older gentleman who retired probably not long after. And he said to me, Maria, do you realize Michael Jackson died? And I go, which Michael Jackson? Like literally, because at the time, I kind of felt like Michael was immortal. I don't know about you, Elise, but it just, him and his oxygen tanks, I just didn't think that he was trying to do the death thing. But I literally found that out from a security guard walking in. And when I went upstairs, I was the first to tell the people around me. He had somebody else who had been walking into the building who told him TMZ broke the story, whatever have you. So when you say, I mean, both organizational changes as well as the current events or pop culture and what's happening in the, the neighborhood, especially working in Los Angeles, there's not necessarily people who live near where they work, far from it, but they can give you pointers or let you know how safe or not safe is that area around work what might have happened recently, but also some of the lighter things too. Women run things. That's a phrase that I have said for years. O-W-R-T. Oh, women run things. Because I observed these fairly tenured EAs or admin assistants who usually they're above the age of like 55 or so. So they're close enough to retirement to stop having as much cares to give as the rest of us. And I remember one time, <laughs> one of these ladies, she was talking to one of the salespeople. 
and salespeople, some of them, they can live a fast life. <laughs> I remember they, he had just come off the road and he, he was saying to her, and I swear I was just passing by from my desk to go to the restroom. He was like, I feel like I'm catching a cold. And she really did say to him, oh, was it from whoring around Texas where he had just come back from? And I almost, like, I just took a look back, like, did I hear what I heard? And I sure did, because his face was beet red as he's walking away, just laughing, because what could he say? There's lots of things that, especially when you're office and even when you're remote, you think you're, your company doesn't know, but those invisible figures, <laughs> their network is so tight and they share things. So I don't know, like I said, it benefits you to respect them. But the other thing too, it's kind of nice when you're at a place in life and not everyone is, even though they're nearing retirement, but some of uh, the folks that I've interacted with, some of these ladies, they were at a place where they were relaxed and they would open up and they would share and they would do favors. And I remember there was another like managing director who had just been um, promoted and I had had a working relationship with him before, but, and everybody was setting up meetings with him, right? Cause he's the newly minted bigwig. And I didn't cause I just said, oh, when things settle down, when the dust settles, I'll set up a meeting, I'll catch up with him and go from there. And I remember in the hallway, a lot of these are hallway run-ins, but when his EA said to me, Hey, Marie, I, I noticed you didn't set up time with him. Everybody and their fleas are setting up time. And I pretty much said the same thing to her. And she goes, uh-huh, I'm going to set up time with you and him. And that meeting turned into an amazing internal opportunity that was coveted because what that admin was doing is she was putting my name at the top of his list of people to think about when opportunities arose and there were opportunities. So <laughs> like I said, they're not all, always compensated for the organizational knowledge, the institutional knowledge that they sometimes carry, share, what have you. For certain admins, they have managers that I like to call get thummy bills around holiday times. And it's anywhere from a couple hundred to a couple thousand. And they'll just break it off to the side for their admins because that good hush money, considering some of these admins, they read their emails. So if they wanted to talk, they could say a whole lot more than they actually do. Well, yeah. I mean, well, they know if someone's having an affair. <laughs> they know a lot. Uh, they know if someone's sick. That's a big one, especially in corporate. People come down with different types of illnesses. Sometimes it's cancer or something else. For instance, the admins... Sometimes they actually do the work of that particular executive. I can tell you a tale of two different admins. One boss was so big, he had two admins. One was more senior than the other. There was a pecking order there. You wanted the senior admin to like you if you weren't going to get on that calendar. It was almost impossible. And then I found out she liked cupcakes from a particular place. <laughs> Needless to say, I would hit up that cupcake bakery at least twice and bring her cupcakes and I always got on his calendar but that was my back door <laughs> to getting in 
another admin, actually, one day she used to always compliment me on my blouses, these particular button downs, whatever. I like a button down. And I get them from a particular shop. And for Christmas, I got her a blouse from the shop. And she was so appreciative. That following year, she talked me up to them. And it was for my benefit. And it was a blessing. So I do understand. I can tell you tales of one time me and a coworker who I love and adore. He's my work husband. One time we found out that we were actually moving floors and we found out through facilities or the custodial engineers would stay late, work late and bump into them and always say hello and speak to them. And they were like, yeah, we had just got an order to fix up a different floor. And we're like, for what? And they're like, well, you guys are moving there. And that was the first we heard of it. It took like another month, month to a month and a half before it became public knowledge in the org. But they told us about it. And there's that grapevine, whether it's the mailroom. And you never want to be rude to these individuals. You just don't. It's those soft skills, those soft touches. You never know who's watching. A lot of old school, not even old school, but bosses that do care, they get really offended if they find out that you're being rude to someone who works, let's just say, in catering or craft services. It's rude. People are people. And after this pandemic and what we've gone through, everyone has a role to play. Everyone's job is important, period, in the whole entire supply chain. People live different lives in one lifetime. You start talking to people who they've worked security or something like that, and you could be blown away at how much they've accomplished, how much they've done, where they've been. And this is just a stop on the road. So be mindful always, no matter what the title of the person is, of how you're conducting yourself with them. And it should be the same no matter what their job is or what their title is. Remember to always advocate for yourself because if you don't, no one else will. And to the listeners that have been overlooked, have overstayed, are complacent, or just plain unhappy, free yourself. Good luck and Godspeed till the next episode. Remember to download, follow, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please feel free to leave us a review.